This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the PowerCat Podcast, GoPowerCat.com's Kansas State Athletics Show. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, from the GPC studios, here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the overtime. It's Friday. We're heading into the 4th of July weekend. I hope you got big plans of blowing stuff up. I could have said but I don't want to be bleeping out stuff on I did it. Okay. Welcome to the overtime. I'm Fitz, that's Zach, Cole, Ryan Gilbert. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend. I don't know what the weather is because we're taping this in advance. And uh, I hope you have a great weekend. Becky and I are actually at a wedding this weekend for a close friend who was supposed to be married last year on July 4th. And then, well, we know what happened last year. And they rescheduled it for this year on July 4th. So it's a Sunday wedding. And it confuses Zach when people do that. Did they do a real wedding last year? Is this a fake wedding? or are they, Nope, they have not. They have not signed any paperwork? Nope. Wow. Nope. They That's put kind of it impressive. off and had more sinful sex the entire past year. Sinners! That's what they are! Lighten up, Francis. Sorry. I got off on a tangent there. We're sponsored by The Fridge. If you're a sinner, go to The Fridge. And cleanse your sins with alcohol. I don't know if that was a good read. That's pretty at all. good. I like that. I don't know if they'll like that one. Mm-hmm. That's what they're paying for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's your questions from Wabash Station. Cole was going to read the questions, and then I was informed that Cole asked some of the questions. Mm. Half the questions. So I, I don't even know why we invite him. <laughs> Shouldn't he just be like asking questions and then we talk about the stupid things he's asked us that's the whole premise i mean how am i gonna sit here and insult the guy who asked the question wait actually when he's sitting right across from me you make a really good point fitz maybe cole should be asking the questions if he did write them oh you know you make a good point it's about damn time am i demoted i no, think you're promoted to an answerer yep. i think we've uh Hello. we've called an audible we're going to the bullpen. Omaha! Call to the bullpen. Omaha! Okay, that's it. That was the audible. Okay, well, from Court Cat 44. In honor of the 4th of July, how much money is too much money to spend on fireworks? $5. Fitz hates the 4th of July. Oh, me too. Really? I like barbecue, but that's the only reason why I like the 4th. Uh, Everything else. I mean, I, okay, so I like watching the actual fireworks, like at the fireworks display, like if the city puts it on. I like watching that. But blowing stuff up on your own. Wow. Nope. You sound like you are a loser that grew up in the Kansas City metro area yeah. that isn't allowed to blow anything up. <laughs> Fitz, you sound like a loser that should be living in the Kansas City metro area, so nobody is allowed to blow up anything else around like you. I don't like loud noises. I haven't said anything yet. What do I sound like? You sound like a pyro. 
You sound like you'll go buy stuff and you'll light it in town. You don't care. Yeah. What? I'm indifferent on the 4th of July. It's fun, but it's not my favorite. Now, let's be clear here. He's not indifferent on the 4th of July. He's indifferent on fireworks. (laughs) Yeah. Ryan Gills Gilbert is a damn fine American. I'm not convinced. That he's a damn fine American? Yeah. I, I need to know your anthem stances now. Yeah. I don't. Would you turn your back? If you were a female shot putter, let's say. Was it shot putter or hammer? Hammer throw. Hammer. If you were hammered in a female. Oh, no, that's Jeez. That's a totally different question. Never mind. I, I'm not a big fan of fireworks. Never have been. Never will be. And I don't understand the desire to buy fireworks to blow up. Unless you got little kids and you want to buy, like, some sparklers and, you know, little things that you throw on the ground and they pop. Whatever those are called. What are those called? Annoying things. Thank you. Uh, Poppers, I don't snap. Yeah. I don't. You know I can't think about. of. I know exactly what you're talking about. You always get a few of those thrown in at the the cashier. And I, like, here you go. And I'd like to have like one thing that looks like a car or something. And you set it off and it goes racing down the road. <laughs> I don't know if that's a real thing. Yeah, you can get little tanks, little cars. It's good. Yeah. Or those things that burn and look like black poop. What are those? Black oh, cats? the worms? Are they worms? Yeah, those are worms. I don't think there's enough fireworks that involve poop. <laughs> That's how I feel about the 4th of July. Not as a holiday honoring the birth of America, as a, a, a holiday that scares the crap out of me. I don't think there's any money is too much money if you're buying the right stuff. If you're buying good stuff and you're putting on a little neighborhood show and you're just like, hey, this is my, you know, this is my hobby. I guess if you buy fireworks and you enjoy setting them up, if you have like a little electronic launcher where you can just push a button and it'll launch the fireworks, that's cool. Like I want to get to that stage in my life. Has it right? Because if you're putting on a fireworks show and you can't say the sentence, I got a guy, then you're not doing a very good show. You got to have a guy. And I don't mean it has to be a guy. Your guy could be a gal. But the guy or gal has a hookup to some mm. sweet-ass fireworks you're not supposed to have as a general citizen. I mean, if you're just buying your stuff out of a tent that any Joe Schmo can buy, what is the purpose? See, I feel like everybody in every, in every neighborhood knows somebody that has, quote-unquote, illegal or like cla- uh, a certain class of fireworks explosive that is technically illegal to the public. And I just think it's a scam my, of a... <laughs> My, my basis on all of this is I just skip over the fireworks. And um, the best story I have of skipping fireworks is um, I was with one of my buddies one time, and we were in high school, and he bought these M80s. Yeah. You know what M80s Yep. Are? Yeah. And so this was a few days after the 4th of July. And I so, hate them. I oh, hate them with all my passion. You're going to hate this story then. So we're at his house, and he's like, hey. I'm going to throw one of these M80s off the back of my porch. I'm like, okay. And his house backs up to a road, kind of a main road kind of, and it goes out and takes you to the school that we went to. Um, But anyway, so he lights this M80, throws it off of the deck, and doesn't realize that there's a lady running by on the sidewalk. A lady? Okay. And so I'm listening now. (laughs) So (laughs) as soon as it lands... He sees the person, and we both go, oh, no. Boom! It, it goes off, and the lady falls on the ground. 
because she thinks that like somebody like shot a gun at her or something. And then we see her call 911 on her phone. And she waits, and the cops come. And we're just sitting out of the backpack, and she goes, I think someone shot at me. The cops talk to her for five minutes, and then they leave. But that is my M80 story. That was a perfect opportunity to actually shoot that woman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The murderer in me came out. Um, Yeah, uh, my crazy neighbor likes to buy M80s. And if I'm out anywhere in the yard during the... Early part of July, he will throw them at you. He will just set them off because he knows, boom, right, it will scare the crap out of me. And now, post radiation, it could literally scare the crap out of me. So I'm certainly going to scare the pee out of me. Mm. It's just one of those things. He's, I, I think it's just a sign that he is colluding with my wife to kill me. I'll probably spend like a hundred bucks, between a hundred and two hundred bucks on fireworks. Anymore now, I almost do it like I enjoy it, but I almost do it just kind of like out of obligation. Is like it it's fun. In yeah, you can light them off in Manhattan. Oh yeah, we're a free fire zone. <laughs> yep. Uh, we, we have this eclectic mixture of military. Yeah. And uh, let's be honest, some rednecks and uh, other people that just like to blow stuff up. But my, on the uh, other side of that is city pyro. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I think that because we have so many military members and PTSD, we should probably not have fireworks. But that's just me. I'm a commie. Man. Interesting. All these takes on the podcast. Just and you were questioning me for not loving the 4th of July. <laughs> I just came out of it. It was all, all of you guys. But here's the thing. As a commie, if you spend $100 on those fireworks, you have to share with me. That's how it works. That's how the club that works. That is indeed how you, communism are works. Are you going to be lighting them off? Do we have to let you light them off? Because you sound like the type that would just want to be nearby, but actually you don't want to be nearby. I would probably, I, I would probably wait till 4 in the morning and get a big trash can and light them off in your driveway. And all at once I'd inside the trash it. can. I'd sleep through it. Okay. Let's um, go on. Let's move on. Oh wait, I want to talk about what I want to, what I buy though with oh, fireworks. Geez. Here yeah. we go. Got to get some rockets. Rockets. Black cats. Racist. <laughs> and then got to get some artillery shells. Boom. And then I might buy like you know a thirty-five or forty-dollar cake and light that off. But I think cakes are kind of overrated. For you're the not going to buy pie. Nope, not gonna buy. Not, not gonna buy a pie. Okay. Um, from Go Uper Cat, this is a very important question, by the way. This is going to tell me a lot about you guys. Um, do you ever leave a tip for getting takeout food during COVID? This was a nice way to help restaurant staff who were faced with greatly reduced work hours. But even pre-pandemic, checks for takeout food started having that optional tip line and sometimes i would add a few bucks especially if the server were watching me fill it out but now that restaurants are returning to full swing is tipping for takeout going to be a new norm what say you it depends on the level of takeout i'm doing like if i'm going to a local aggieville establishment right i'm gonna leave a tip right if i'm going to chili's car side to go i'll leave like a dollar tip or something you know if they come out to my car dollar two bucks you know it doesn't have to be the full 15 20 percent for that i usually do like 10 for me a 10 percent tip but i agree with the premise of the question i think i i certainly upped my tips during 
the yeah. pandemic because I knew these people weren't having the kind of interior weight table, weight at table tips because a lot of places didn't even have that. I'll be curious to see what I do. But yeah, I mean, chilies, if they brought it out to my car, I'd tip more. If I have to go in, eh, man, come on. You're, all you're doing is putting my food in a bag. Yeah. Like it, there's a certain point where am I tipping the wait staff or am I tipping the, the kitchen staff? Because, you know, if you're just putting my food into a container and not a plate and then said person is giving me the container in a bag, mm-hmm. did you earn a tip? I, really, tipping culture in America is just kind of ridiculous in the first place. But Depends how much the meal is. If I'm going to, like... A Mexican restaurant where a enchilada and rice and beans is eight dollars, probably not going to tip. But like we said, like you're being served or just to go? Yeah, to go. To go. But like if we're going to like Tanner's, like I've done this multiple times, where I get French fries and you know chicken and it's eleven dollars, then yeah, I'm going to tip like two or three bucks. I mean, I just think that if it's there, I'll, I'm going to do it because in the grand scheme of things, what's two or three dollars, really? Well, let's talk about the tipping culture. So you're against the tipping culture. I guess the people that I'm against the people that complain and they demand tips and they're not very good servers, I guess, because that happens on social media a lot. You're like, these people didn't tip like and and like, I just don't get good tips. Like, do you know how hard it is to be a server? But then on the other hand, there's some good servers that are making hundreds and not hundreds of dollars a night that are not complaining, that are good servers that are doing their work where tipping benefits them. So I guess more of my complaints on the tipping is. The, the the people that complain and aren't very good servers and just quite frankly aren't very smart people mm-hmm. to know what the system is and how to best make the system work for you. Because I feel like you see all these complaints about people that are like, oh, I only made, you know, 10 bucks in tips. And it's like, well, what is what was your service? You know, there's another side of the equation. Like, I'm not going to tip very well if the service was extremely poor. Right, I so, agree. I, uh, guys, you're younger guys. How do you feel about tipping? I mean, I try to tip just because I know, right. like I worked at Pizza Hut, I understand if you don't get tip, you don't make your money. So I always try to tip yeah. no matter where I go. But for me, this question with COVID, I never understood this at all. And I know Pizza Hut's a little different than a restaurant, but my job got a million times easier when the pandemic hit. I'd take the uh, take the pizzas, put it in a bag leave it on your porch and walk away after ringing the Mm -hmm. doorbell. Mm -hmm. And I got paid more for doing that. So I never, ever understood why people tipped more during the pandemic. Was I complaining? Hell no. I made more money. I think it's because a lot more people that don't traditionally order out, and especially order delivery, I think you had a lot more of those people that, you know, they'd either go out to restaurants or, you know, whatever else. And they're like, they recognize, hey, we don't do this a lot. And we need to tip these people for bringing us our food kind of thing. Kind of like mm-hmm. ordering pizza in a snowstorm. I don't know how much mm-hmm. snow you delivered in, but I'd figure that, you know, you probably have a pickup of orders, you know, a decent, you know, number increase of orders during a snowstorm. And I'm guessing that, you know, a number of those are probably going to mm-hmm. tip at least a little bit more. So it's just kind of a number scheme, I guess. But yeah, it's all there's a lot of stuff. Like, that goes like yeah, if you're ordering delivery, yes, you need to tip. But if you're going into a restaurant, not all people do, though. Yeah. If you're going into a restaurant 
and taking something to go like Buffalo Wild Wings. I'll say it. I never tip at Buffalo Wild Wings when I go inside and pick it up. You go to the counter, they give you your food. There's no, they took your payment. Right. Right. There's nothing like there's nothing. What they about Thigh Stop? What? Wingstop? You didn't see the Oh, oh you didn't uh, yeah. see this? I, I did see. Okay, yes. Fitz, I, Fitz has got the yeah. sound clip here. We'll get it. Wait, Thigh Stop? Wait, there's a commercial that they did? Did you not see the Rick Ross commercial? No, I saw I saw there was I saw an image of it. I saw like Darren Ravel tweet about it or something, but no, I did not know there was a an ad. Who? Huh. <laughs> Let's move on. From Ohio Powercat, rank the following light beers. Coors Light, Miller Light, Bud Light, Bush Light, Natural Light. It smells like old lady pants in here. We're good. This is can I just a say huge fight? Can I just say I appreciate Ohio Power Cat for getting all of the light spellings correct. Nice. Oh yeah, that's true. Granted, four of the five are spelled like light, but Miller Light is spelled light. <laughs> and it was the original. Why didn't everyone copy them? That's kind of odd to me. I, okay, I appreciate the spelling. So the question: My favorite of those light beers. Bushlight. Whoa. Here we go. Whoa. Followed by Bud Light, followed by Miller Light, followed by Coors Light, followed by Natty Light. That's all five, right? Correct. So, wow. Bush Light. Absolutely. You just said that for me, didn't you? No. Oh, that. If I have to go buy light beer. That's like taking Ingadala over Steph Curry. (laughs) I'm going to take Bush Light and say, hey, if you want to save a little fat in your system, I'm going to save a little money doing it for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Bush Light number one, um, Coors Light number two. I don't think you appreciate how popular Bush Light has become. I'm going to go Miller Light number three. I'm going to go Bud Light number four and Natty Light number five. Kills you go. Bush Light. I have to put Bush Light as number one just because of the lifestyle and how mm-hmm. I... How I love my We book. don't go to Iowa State, guys. <laughs> what? I've never eaten a walking taco in my life. <laughs> it's an Iowa State thing, too. I've seen those here. Bush, Bud, Coors, Natty, Miller. And Why? Then the, the, those four are so close to the top, and then Miller is just no. miles below in my mind. So you went, no. you, went Bush, like you went Bush, Bud? Bush, Bud, Coors. Coors, Natty, Miller. Yes. But you drink Natty Light, though. Yeah. I figured Natty would be number it, two for Natty you. Natty is, it's like I said, those top four are super close. Natty, Natty is just so flippin' cheap. Let me be clear awesome. here. I separate Coors, Miller, and Bud. Those are all in a tier above Bush and Natty. Mm. <clears throat> Bush and Natty are bottom level beers. And I'd probably, it doesn't really matter to me which one's four and which one's five. They are both cheap. Under a dollar a piece can beer at the liquor store. Congrats. Go and buy those. What PBR, about, whatever. Go what about on tap? All those together. Because I think it changes. If you want to I'm get... not ordering a Natty Light on tap. I'm not ordering a Bush Light well, on tap. Why not? Because I have money. <laughs> what about when we go to Tanner's? I still get them when they're free. I get a blue get moon. <laughs> I'll get a blue moon, man. If I guess, uh, unless they take it off tap, which apparently they did. Gills, I appreciate I you being a cheap date. 
because I'm not a cheap date <laughs> for my myself. Best. So I'm buying doubles, and you're buying bush light. It all evens out. <laughs> Nothing like average date to Lucha. Let me get my answers when we talk about Colts data after this. Anyway, it's Bud Light is the clear and number one. Bud Light, Bud best Light gives me a headache. Beer. I'm okay with that, Zach. I really am. Bud Light is the top beer of this list. Then it goes Coors, which is kind of down there for me. And then Miller is absolutely the worst of the three of those main light beers. But Bush and Natty Light, those are in like a separate category. I don't know how to, else to put it. Like... Those three, it's like McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's, and Miller Lite's clearly Burger King. But then Bush Light and Natty Light, those are like going to the it gas like station. And Freddy's. Those are like going to. <laughs> those are like going to the gas station and getting like not even like a good hot dog, like a really bad. Like it's been there for eight hours. It's tough. They should have thrown these away hours ago. Yeah. Whose gas station was it? A booze. A what? A booze. From The Simpsons. <laughs> no, we're we're in the ditch now. We're we're we successfully steered ourselves into the ditch. Tell us about that anyway, date at Lucha. Lucha Cole. He talked about it on the pod, didn't he? Did you? Is this a new one? Is this a this is a recent date? I think he it's talked about recent. it. I swear he did. You did talk about well, it. He didn't, didn't have enough no. money. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. talked about date. that. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yep, he did. So no second date. Well, this was a while. No, there was there was a second date, but it was um, significantly it was, cheaper. I think it was McDonald's ice cream. What's the matter with you? Whoa! The whoa, whoa, whoa! The machine was working. One, but two, you had all these choices, all these choices, including a Chick Fil A, you know, Dream Sickle or whatever. Ninety nine cents for an ice cream cone is pretty hard to beat. Man, and you could have gone gone to Sonic. You didn't even have to go to. Cold Stone or Baskin Robbins for ice cream. You could have gone to Sonic and got a blast. Well, DQ. Dairy Queen even. I hate Dairy Queen, but like if you're going for ice cream from a fast food establishment, you go to McDonald's over Dairy Queen. <laughs> it's like taking Igadala over Steph Curry. I just got deja vu. Hmm. <laughs> We're going to use that metaphor all through this podcast. I hope you find that first date clip and play it all podcast. Hmm. I want Iguadala. That's right. The humans will be right back. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them. And easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The ads are done. Speak humans. So now the important questions start. Not that Ohio Power Cat, Go Uber Cat, and Court Cat's questions weren't important, but... Oh my God, the ego of this guy. <laughs> 
Cold Carmody 52, who just so happens to be asking these questions and is speaking Just call yourself me. I ask. I'm asking this question walking out of F9. Well, technically, I'm asking this question sitting at the table. But F9, if you're not aware of Fast and Furious, the ninth movie, it's actually the 10th installment of the Fast and Furious series. So why is it called 9, even if it's the 10th? Wait, are you counting Hobbs and Shaw? No, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift was three, right? Or two. But it didn't count. So there's... Why doesn't it count? <laughs> because See? it doesn't go along with the timeline. This hang on. No sense. Hang on. Hang on. It's fast. It's fast and furious. It's the fast and furious. It's too fast, too furious. And then it's just... Then it's Tokyo Drift, but it doesn't count. So then it's fast and furious. And then it's like um, fast four. And then there's like the fate of the furious. And then like furious six, furious seven. And then something, and then this Cole, F9. I'm right. I know I'm right. I, I have some this up. really bad news for you. The Fast Saga includes The Fast and the Furious, 2001. Too Fast, Too Furious, yes. 2003. That is the first two movies. So the third movie is Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, 2006. Correct. Fast and Furious was the fourth one in 2009. Fast Five, we're at five movies. Okay. Fast Five, 2011, then they go Fast and Furious 6. Fast Furious 7, The Fate of the Furious, which was the eighth movie in 2017. And F9, the one that you just saw, the ninth movie in the franchise, was indeed the ninth movie. Well, maybe I was thinking of Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, yeah, okay. yes. Boy, Hobbs that question Shaw. sucked. What's the next one? I stand corrected. <laughs> What movie franchise do you guys like that others can't stand? Is it weird that I have loved all of these Fast and Furious movies? Yes, it is. Apparently you loved one that doesn't exist. <laughs> Probably sorry, just like some... that girlfriend he took to Lucha. She doesn't I wanna, exist either. I want to know. He just ate a whole bunch and couldn't afford anything better than a McDonald's cone. <laughs> I want to know where in your head or where you learned Tokyo Drift doesn't count. Tokyo no. Drift. It doesn't count. It's because Tokyo it, Drift. It doesn't count. It, I'd say that's one of the most famous the Fast cycle, and Furious so movies. This, the, if you were to watch them in order, it's actually the second movie, or it's like the second or the fourth movie. Like number three, the Fast and Furious. Like what is it? Fast and Furious comes after Too Fast, Too Furious. So it would go Fast and Furious, and then Tokyo Drift, and then it so has you're to do with continuity. Right. We're talking about Star Wars, correct? And because it has prequels. to do with Han being dead, because Han dies. And oh, Fitz, how you doing oh, over there, no. boss? I'm, I'm reading Go Park. I've never Me actually, <laughs> I've never actually watched one of these movies, but um, the answer to the question here is: I, I love Bond movies, James Bond, and I'm in, intrigued to see who the next Bond will be. I don't think it'll be Ryan Gilbert. <clears throat> Zach. I love Pixar movies, but people like those. I I enjoy watching. I've only like I've until the pandemic happened and they started doing like direct to DVD BS. I had only missed one movie in the theaters as far as Pixar goes, which is kind of impressive considering like '95 was the first Toy Story that came mm-hmm. out and I was three years old. So you know I've seen every one in the theaters for the most part. I enjoy them. Um, there aren't really any movie franchises I can think of. I'm sure someone could listen to this that knows me and they're like, but you love this. And I'd be like, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. I enjoyed the, uh, the now you see me movies. They're mad magic. Michael, Sarah, uh, Woody Harris, Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, That's all there's supposed to be a third one. I'm I, national treasures probably up there for Ooh, me too. Yeah. Just, I enjoy movies that <clears throat> there is a third movie promised that may or may not ever come out. That's 
that's about me, I guess. Indiana was- Jones is pretty solid, and there's a new one coming out there. What? There is? Yeah, they're Jeez. making a new one. Good for Harrison Ford, He spends yeah. two hours looking for his dentures. <laughs> it's the whole... Person. They belong in a museum. I know. He's-, he's asking for Chewbacca before he realizes it's Indiana Jones. <laughs> Gills? Uh, Gills doesn't care. Yes. That was his answer. He does watch a series that nobody else cares about. He's into the Transformers big time. <laughs> that's that's my answer for Gills. Okay, Transformers. Sure. He likes that's probably it. right. That's probably he likes it, it uh, when cars become robots. Just in general. I mean, if one happens out front of the house here, he's going to be excited. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to make a joke. Um, what hot take do you have about a certain movie or movies that you will stand by no matter what? What hot take do I have about I that Roxanne is one of the funniest, most charming movies ever made? I love that movie. I love that movie. You don't have you seen Roxanne? No. Oh. I think you just went over all three of our heads. It's older. There. There's on the only Roxanne I know is a song that was like popular like last year. Oh, it was last year. Yeah. Oh. I enjoy the hot takes like uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie or <laughs> it is. Uh, Top Gun is a volleyball movie. It, it, it is. <laughs> it's the greatest volleyball movie ever made, Top Gun. I enjoy I enjoy those little little things there, you know. It is. Um, Up is the saddest movie ever made. Mm. <laughs> Very much so. I'm with you. And uh, The Greatest Showman, along with Hamilton are not historically accurate. I'm sorry, folks, they're not. What about Les Mis? I don't... I've never watched Les Mis because it, I can't pronounce the name. Les Misérables. Les Misérables. I think I, I missed a syllable in there. But Les Misérables. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care for Broadway movies into movies... Or Broadway shows into movies. Does that make sense? Mm. You regret seeing Cats, don't you? You watched that movie? No, I never actually saw Cats because I've seen on VHS. That was like my sister's favorite movie as a, a child was watching the Broadway performance of Cats on VHS, which apparently we went and saw Cats in person. And there's a, apparently a pirate scene that they didn't include in the movie. And we're there they're like, what is this BS? This isn't in the movie. And they're like, nah, they cut that for time, guys. Um, Sorry, children. My hot take is that Christmas Vacation is one of the funniest movies in the history of the world. Yeah, it's up there. Yep. I don't know if that's a hot take, though. I think uh, some people, people hate that Christmas That is a very popular opinion. Even if even if people have a, a, a different opinion on it, it is not an uncommon opinion or a hot take. Is it a hot take if I say it's the best Christmas movie? Can I ask you a question, Zach? No. If Bruce Willis was in Christmas Vacation, would it become an action-adventure movie and no longer be a Christmas movie to you? Uh-huh. Queen takes pawn, checkmate. Yeah, I mean... Could you imagine Bruce Willis getting stuck up in the in the attic and stepping on the boards and hitting himself in the face? I can see I mean, all that. Die Hard is completely contingent on the fact that no one's in the office, right? Because it's Christmas. It's the holidays. Mm-hmm. If anybody else is around... You know, it's it's not plausible. The plot line doesn't work. It's a Christmas movie. What about um, one thing I'll stand by, and maybe this isn't a hot take, but I think Step Brothers is better than Ricky Bobby. Mm. 
Isn't Ricky Bobby a Fast and Furious movie? <laughs> it could be. Yeah, thought it was. I think there's a lot of Will Ferrell sports type movies that, or at least movies from that era that really weren't that great. Is Tropic Thunder funny to you guys? I never, never saw Tropic it. Thunder. You never saw it? No. I watched it, but I didn't think it was that great. Mm. So before you ask that question, Cole, we were talking before here about Rocky. I think Rocky is not a good movie or series or whatever it is. However, apart from Citizen Kane, Forrest Gump is the dumbest, stupidest, most overrated movie I have ever seen in my entire life. That is an extremely hot take. Hello, my name's Forrest, Forrest Gump. That's an awful take. Forrest Gump is one of the ten. You best ask the question, ever. you get the answer. Wait, did you say other than Citizen Kane? Yeah, Citizen Kane's the dumbest movie in the oh, world. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, thank you. That's considered one of the greatest movies of all time, Which right? Makes no sense. That's, that's <laughs> exactly it. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never. I really don't see that many movies. Mm-hmm. I don't watch that many Not movies. Not that you aren't watching on your phone. I don't watch movies on my phone. Mm-hmm. We're just going to ignore the fact that you're just completely talking crap on Forrest Gump. What did Forrest do wrong? Like, why? I think it's an overrated movie. I agree Thank with you. Thank you. It's so, like, it's it's fun. I mean, there's history involved in it. I mean, sports. If, if you can make. It's a, not realistic. You, there's nothing real about him doing well, the everything. Well, movies he don't does. have to be realistic to be good. How is it not realistic? Well, here's the most unrealistic thing about this movie he sat on a park bench in the South <laughs> with a box of chocolates, and they didn't freaking melt. How is that possible? Explain that. Okay, you met Kennedy. Okay, you ran across the nation. Okay, you you became a shrimp fisherman. But how do you not let your chocolates melt? Does he have a refrigerator in his pants? There we go. There's a storyline. There we go. What's the best scene in that movie? None of them. Um, Stingy rain. <laughs> it's the only one I can think of. I'm certain that I've seen all of Forrest Gump. I don't think I've seen it all in one continuous. There's a I'm going to go with the Bear Bryant scene when he runs down the middle of the field. Yeah. I like I like when he sees Lieutenant Dan and he jumps in the water and swims to him. And the boat crashes into the side of the building or in the, into the side of the, the dock. That was a good take, though, Gills. Thanks for bringing that up. I'm sorry, but if you can make a movie and have a crappy seafood chain that's a tourist trap in little touristy cities, was it really that good of a movie? I agree. <laughs> you guys. Do you guys know the song is Pennies from Heaven? Mm-hmm. You do? I know. What do you mean? Pennies from Heaven. Yeah, the song. Yeah. yeah. Is that a Christmas song? I don't think so. It's an elf, though. I don't so know. I, I don't consider know it a yes. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> um, if you don't watch movies on a consistent basis. That's me. Not that anyone on the GPC crew fits this bill. I do. What is the most random movie that you have loved since you were a kid? For me, it's Space Jam. Also, I, I forgot I to. I don't think that's random. For, I forgot to mention this is. Ooh, indeed, Space Jam, so random. This is indeed the last question of the overtime. Oh, Thank this. You. Oh, you're gonna add one. You're gonna no, add this. One? This. This is indeed the last. Oh, question this. Oh, of the sorry. Overtime. Okay, this is. I, yes. thought, I thought you said it. Uh, most random movie I've loved since I was a kid. Oh man. I mean. <clears throat> I had pretty mainstream tastes, like Animal House and that kind of stuff when I was younger. I don't, can't think of anything I've loved other than my wife. Daphne? Daphne, yes. Thank you for shaking So Space Jam is not a random enough movie? No. It's pretty mainstream. That is... 
I feel like that was kind of a cult movie. No, it, it's a it's a cult movie when you hang out with a bunch of eighteen to twenty two year olds that like going out to the bars on Thursdays, and you wear your your little uh, what is it Toon Squad jersey. <laughs> That's why Space Jam is a thing. Like it's it's kind of like I feel like liking Space Jam at least for our generation, so to speak. Um, it's kind of like everyone else hating Nickelback. It's just it's the cool thing to do. Everybody likes space jam i haven't seen space jam all the way through i've seen you know i probably watched it all of it but never you know in one piece you know always you know in bits and pieces on whatever channel has the rights to it on on cable a couple answers here of course roxanne which i've mentioned before i encourage you all to watch roxanne it's a sweet charming movie but i think the movie that i like that other people think is crap is cocktail it was it was my first date with my wife. Oh. Cocktail. Tom Cruise, Elizabeth Shue. I am the world's last barman poet. I see America drinking the fabulous cocktails I make. America's getting stinking on something I stir or shake. The sex on the beach. The schnapps made from peach, the velvet hammer, the Alabama slammer. I make things with juice and froth, the pink squirrel, the three-toed sloth. I make drinks so sweet and snazzy, the iced tea, the kamikaze, the orgasm, the death spasm. The Singapore sling, the ding-a-ling. ding-a-ling. America, you're just devoted to every flavor I've got. <laughs> but if you want to get loaded, why don't you just order a shot? It's a fine movie about cocktails and dreams. Um, interesting. This kind of goes back into the the last question about certain movies that you stand by no matter what. I like the second Indiana Jones temple of doom. Temple of doom is widely regarded as the worst Indiana Jones film. And I personally like it the best. Hmm. I will say I also like Shawshank Redemption. I mean, I didn't watch that till I was probably like 11 or 12 years old, but that's a movie that anytime it's on TV, I will watch it. 100% 100% of the time. I mean, I've quoted it multiple times on the podcast, so you guys probably knew that, but big time Shawshank Redemption fan. I enjoyed the first couple of purges, mm. but now that they're... The forever purge. Now you're having the purge forever? I don't know. They, they It kind of jumped... It, it's funny to say that the purge jumped the shark, but the purge jumped the shark, man. Do you guys like horror movies? No. The Purge is literally about as scary as I'm willing to go. So and I'm not even willing to watch The Purges anymore so because it's just stupid. You haven't watched The Conjuring. No. I watched The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It last night. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. No, you you can't pay me to watch horror movies. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, which I don't consider a horror no. movie, is as, as close recently as I've been to a... A horror movie. Gills, you looking up kids' movies over there? 
Indeed. Hmm. I'm trying to find one that is, um, what is it? A random movie that I've loved since I was a kid. See, I'd put Toy Story up there, but I wouldn't call that random. What That's about a Shrek? very mainstream. Shrek is so mainstream, too. Yeah. All these uh, are on my computer are mainstream. Like, you got to pick something like the B movie or mm. the or Ants that came out around the same time as Bugs Life. Shark Holes. Tales. Holes. Shark Tales. That's the, I saw that movie. I regret seeing that With movie. Will Smith? Yeah. Oh, I... Yeah. What about the original Shark, Shark Boy? Movie. Shark Boy versus Lava Girl, or Shark Boy yeah. and La- Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Not, they're not against each other. Yeah, they're, they're together. Ratatouille. Yeah, I think any Pixar movie's not random. Sorry. Hmm. Okay. Gills, you any luck? Anything? I liked Ice Age. I liked the little squirrel trying to get his nut. Wow, you just finished on that. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I got to turn off Gills' microphone. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn off everyone else's too because Gills went there. This podcast has ended because of Ryan Gilbert. Call his mom and tell him. I'm the bad boy. I've never been the bad boy. You've been the bad employee, the bad son, the bad friend. Yes. Yes, yes. The bad fiance, the bad dinner guest, the bad credit risk. Okay, the point is made. The bad day, the bad sport, the bad citizen, the bad tipper. That's it for this week's Powercat Overtime Podcast. we got to end on the nut joke, which seems fitting. I want everyone to have a great holiday weekend. Go out there and blow stuff up as much as you want, and it's done legally, and you're not around me or Ryan Gilbert or Cole Carmody. Invite Zach. He likes that. He likes loud noises. He likes to scare people. That's how Zach rolls. Great Great guest on the Life of Fitz this weekend. We will release it on the 4th in the morning so that you have a little something, something to have for driving if you got to do that. I don't know where you're going. I don't follow you. I don't care where you go. Do whatever you want, man. Get off my case. It's going to be a fun weekend. Vacation lies ahead for Becky and I. We're going to go somewhere where no man has ever gone before. South Dakota. Thank you for listening to the Power Cat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Power Cat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com. Powercat.com.